Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Human Scientific Method. Written by Wicking Warrior. Dr. Barnett let out an irritated sigh. The meeting was not going well. Believe me, as a fellow scientist, I understand the labor and time that you put into this research. The Xeno continued as it rubbed its long, whisker-like tentacles. Thoughtfully, and with no small hint of contempt, but the fact of the matter is that if humanity is to join us and receive the benefit of the Federation, there's very little, if no chance, for you to continue doing it, as I am the representative of the Bureau of Scientific Collaboration. You know full well that it all falls to me to make the call, but frankly... With the amount of laws that you'd be breaking once the unification takes place, it's, well, the alien trailed off, continuing to rub its damnable tentacles. The doctor removed her glasses, carefully folding them up and placing them next to her pencil holder, holding the bridge of her nose in frustration. I understand your reservations on what we're doing, but this isn't simply the kind of thing we can, as you so simply put it, just liquidate. There are complicated moral issues at stake. Ah, I was told that you would be resistant. It let out what appeared to be its equivalent of a sigh, dropping none other the superior attitude. To be honest, though, the legal situation and moral situation are clear. A small noise sounded at the door. Both heads turned to see a small girl, appearing perhaps six years old, glancing shyly through the open frame. Dr. Barnett smiled warmly, clearly relieved at her interruption. Hello, Jennifer. Did you need something? The girl looked up, happy but nervous at the unknown visitor. Miss Amy said I was done with my work, so I came to see you. The representative bristled slightly, clearly annoyed by the interruption. Dr. Barnett ignored him. Of course, I'm meeting with this man right now. She gestured at the small table at the far end of her office. There's some crayons over there at the table. Once I'm done here, we can go head down to the atrium on level B. Okay, maybe feed the ducks, she offered, smiling. The girl returned her smile. Okay, was her only response before she left the two, humming and coloring in broad strokes on the paper. The doctor turned back towards her unwanted guest. Apologies, Representative. I didn't have time to figure out what to do with her. Your visit was a bit uh, unannounced. Please, continue with what you were saying. The Representative played his nostrils slightly. Yes, well, um, uh, he attempted to regain his composure. The intergalactic law is very clear on what you're doing here. Frankly, I'm astounded that you attempt fate in such a manner. Even in your own species, it is often looked down upon to try and build life when there is none. My people attempted such a thing once. It did not end well. Shall I tell you of what happened? We're well aware of the risks of an AI could represent if improperly managed. However, we're running this program with many checks and balances. 
How psychologists and computer scientists have been, I don't think you are aware, the representative said, adding a surprising amount of conviction to his voice. The first AI my species constructed was a massive undertaking, you know, five years, the best engineers and scientists money could buy, placed on a guard colony ship to assist the setting of our extrasolar colony. It was a pre-FTL, and we reasoned that the machine capable of decision-making would allow for an entire crew to enter stasis without abandoning the ability to react to a crisis, and do you know what happened? In just 17 hours, even before communication was attempted with it, the machine caused a fluctuation of the primary reactor, resulting in a massive detonation that killed 86 engineers and personnel. The doctor picked up a glasses, toying with the frame slightly. I appreciate the stories, but I'd like to reiterate my point. Our top psychologists have reviewed all of the individuals. At no point in their growth have they displayed anything close to suicidal or murder. The alien straightened up in surprise. You mean, you've already built one? Are you mad? Twelve. We've built twelve. That certainly complicates things. I, um... Jennifer suddenly jumped up. Dr. Bernard, look! She declared excitedly, thrusting a piece of paper in the air. On it was the form of a large spaceship, the crayon marks clearly outlining the system and features of the subject in surprising detail, demonstrating an effort that despite the clumsy handiwork and evident lack of motor skills resembled the sketchings of a talented artist far beyond her years. Jennifer just beamed at the doctor. Very good, Jennifer, Dr. Barnett announced, relieved at the distraction. What ship is it? The UNCP Voyager, she announced happily. Someday I'm going to work there. I'll help explore and find us new homes. Oh, the doctor said, slightly teasing. Well, I'll see what I can do. I'm sure they need someone of your skills there. I'll bet that you'll be a lot of help. The representative twitched nervously with a sudden realization. Doctor, is the skill somehow related to your program? What have you done with her? I was Barnard's turn for realizations. I'd suspected that you'd been briefed beforehand about our methods here. Jennifer is an artificial intelligence. Yes, she turned towards Jennifer. And I say, quite an adept one at that. Why? Harden. For what purpose? Why make an AI of a child? Why give it this form? What are you planning? Why does she have the form of a child? Well, it's only logical. If she's going to have to grow up, might as well have the bioorganics grow up with her, no? But it's a computer. Of course she's a computer, Dr. Barner began, heavily stretching the she, as she was well aware of that. Her primary server is actually located several floors down. What we see here is just essentially her avatar, her method of interacting with the world. Clone from samples from various hosts. Still living. Sorry to steal some potential moral outrage from you. But a computer doesn't grow or need to walk around or... Dr. Barnett's face took a stony complexion with the implications occurring to her. Are you telling me that your methods of building an artificial, a feeling being were to build a fully functioning adult-level consciousness with no development and leave it senseless and trapped in a box with no societal standards or context to instruct it? Uh, well, in a sense, yes. I, uh, that's simply inhuman. And you said that we were insane. End of story. Story number two. 
hole in the rules written by operation technician. Harrison opened his eyes. White, light, music. The intensity of the sensations led up as a soldier's brain processed them all, organizing and cataloging his surroundings, painting a tactical map of all he saw. White light, beautiful music, a wall behind me, a narrow path in front of me. Angel. Welcome, said the angel. Hello, said Harrison. The angel smiled. Is everything all right? Yes, nodded Harrison. I think so. I'm dead, right? Indeed, nodded the angel. You are in limbo. Here you can stay and relax while before resuming your journey. I see, said the human. Thank you. Where to? The angel smiled and tilted her head, appearing ever so slightly surprised. The wings behind the small woman shifted slightly. You must have died a peaceful death. Here, in the warrior's gates, many are far less strangled than you. I died during a mission, agreed Harrison, looking down, and he saw that he was still wearing his black tactical vest, boots, and pants and shirt. His guns and knife holsters, as well as his grenade pouches, were empty, but all other supplies were still there. Of course, no soulless weapon of war and bloodshed can get in here. The angel waited for a human to complete the quick inventory and motioned for him to follow. The two stepped onto the path and made their way down the hundred-meter bridge to the wall of glass on the other side. Harrison looked up and down as he walked everywhere, disappearing into a pure fog. Were narrow bridges like this, they spanned in a vertical grid as if connecting a wall to grey rooms with another wall of glass. Some were empty, some were occupied by lone angels, others had people. Harrison had saw a human in ballistic armor fall to their knees, ten bridges left and three down, sobbing, saying something in a foreign language. An angel gracefully approached the man, hugging the crying soul, calming him. On another bridge, some distance away, Harrison saw... Yes, aliens are real, nodded the alien. You will meet many of them during your stay. I see, said Harrison. This changes little. I only see humans in armor. Why? This is a warrior's gate. Spiders and soldiers like yourself are directed here. That is very good, he decided. The two stepped through the wide opening in the glass wall, left and right, spanning endlessly into the fog was a hole. Beautiful stone stairs went up and down at equal intervals, connecting the different levels. Before them, opposite of the bridge, was a wooden door. Through here, said the angel, motioning to the door. The gentleman inside will help you with all your questions. Thank you, said Harrison once again and opened the door. Inside was a demon. He was classic. Red horns, red skin, and glowing red eyes. The table separating the human from the demon was messy, covered in empty food packages and stacks of mugs. Masses of paper surrounded the desk. Get in, said the demon, and then yelled at the door behind Garrison. Close the door, you frickin' bird. Good luck, smiled the angel and carefully closed the door. Harrison walked up to the table and sat on the only available chair in the room. It was uncomfortable and painful to sit on. The demon began speaking without preamble and ceremony. 
Welcome to Limbo. You're dead. Officially, you're here to relax and mentally prepare for your next... Uh, whatever. In reality, our bureaucratic system is crap, and we need time to process your life. Questions? Harrison didn't delay. A friend of mine died with me. Can I look around for him? The demon waved a claw. This'll take an hour or two. You're free to roam the arrival zone. Hope you don't trip and fall off a bridge. Harrison stepped back out. The angel was gone. He stepped up to the glass and looked over the abyss of the bridge. People and creatures arrived constantly appearing, crying and screaming to the angels, calming and proceeding down the bridges of their offices. Harrison waited. It didn't take long. Archangel to unknown, please, Archangel to unknown. The angelic voice rang out across the hall, seemingly emanating from the ceiling. Harrison began to look around and spotted a glow somewhere above and to the right. He sprang into the motion, armored boots thumping as they hit marble. The human raced through the hallways and up the stairs, a mad dash to catch up with the glow above. Seven stairways and two hundred meters later, he caught up to the archangel. He was a glorious and powerful creature. Angels bowed down as he walked past him, and the archangel bowed back. The human slowed down, keeping a polite distance behind the massive glowing creature of light. A few minutes later, the archangel turned onto a bridge. Two angels bowed to him and stepped aside. I'm sorry, sir. We don't know what to... Uh, it's all right. The archangel's voice was deep and calm. We'll work through this. What seems to be the problem? Harrison stepped onto the bridge behind the archangel and grinned as he heard the familiar voice. Swear to frick all that if you touch me, I'll blow you all to... Oh, hey, Harris. Uh, excuse me, said Harrison. The archangel turned to look at the human. This is my friend. May I talk to him? Your friend, the archangel, looked confused but pleasantly surprised. Of course, he stepped into the room and let the human through. Harrison walked into the grey room, past the archangel and two angels, and squatted down next to his partner. Hey, Boom. How are you doing, man? replied the gun lying on the floor. The gun was a marvel of modern technology, a deadly weapon that accelerated measles to amazing speeds using a series of coils. It was equipped with a miniature fusion reactor and its own truly sentient AI. Harris didn't know if objects could have souls and neither did his superiors, but they did know that a true AI definitely had one. Can't believe this worked, said Boom. Me neither. Harrison reached down and picked up his weapon. The grip filled the soldier with comfort. Excuse me, said the archangel, but could you explain the situation to me, kind human? Of course, nodded Harrison. His fingers flipped off the safety, a cannon and shifted in his hands. A ringing filled the room. A rune engraved cursed baptized container of holy antimatter accelerated by the gun's vast power across the room. A terrible fireball flew out of the archangel's back. Two massive wings hit the floor, separated from the torso by the explosion. Chunks of burnt angel hit the wall. Two more slugs left the sentient weapon, incinerating the lesser angels before they could react. I guess the no weapons rule doesn't apply if the weapon is sentient, Boom laughed. It's a very narrow hole in the rules, but we don't need more than that. Whoever came up with this plan is a lunatic, though a genius. Harrison quickly reached into his vest, hooking a cable into Boom's stock. Connection established, interdimensional crystal stable, redirecting power now, said Boom. Harrison inhaled. 
HQ, this is Skybreaker 1. Phase 1 is a success. I repeat, Phase 1 is a success. Initiate Phase 2 now. Reread you, Skybreaker. Phase 2 is a go. Hold the LZ. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.